I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's time for the Sports Blast. <laughs> Ashish Sharma. All you have here is a solid foundation of young talent. All you have to go out and do is get the big bopper. Everyone in this room is now dumber. May God have mercy on your soul. I am going to smack you so hard. Pain in the ass. I will smack it's your face happen. off of your face. Ryan Roach. He can get on base, he can walk, he can hit, and he can steal back. That's the key. They missed that element last year in the leadoff position. Sports. Dave Pollard. is facing more outrageous scoring chances. In a weird way, the defense sucking as much as it has. He's becoming more adept at making bigger saves. He's absolutely right. And Mark Lazell. You have a great coach of Brad Stevens. You want him to stick around. Around. You want him to have confidence in this team. Here's the key part. You start winning games that matter. Down the stretch, you have to win these games. Their playoff implications are on the line. The Sports Blast. What the hell are you doing? Only on ESPN New Hampshire. This is awesome. This is awesome. Oh, no, 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 don't ruin it. No. And ESPNNHradio.com. Game on! Game on! What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Sports Blast here on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. As always, I'm Ashish Sharma, joined by Brian Roach and Mark Lazell. No Dave Pollard today. He is off covering a game for the Boston Herald. Uh, it's uh, what? Worcester Polytechnic Institute is the venue, but I have no idea what he's covering. He, he's covering the D4, South, uh, D4 Central Girls uh, basketball oh, final. Poor guy. Millis, Mill, no, Millis should not be a D4 team. I've covered them like the last several years. They dominate D4. It, it sounds like it's an entertaining yeah, it, uh, day for him. It's, I can sense the sarcasm in Mark's voice. The, uh, <laughs> the score's right now like 34-15, I think. Millis. Oh, wow. He, he must really be loving that. Uh, my, my game was even worse last night. The final score was 72-43. Oh, really? Wow. Well, yeah. see, aren't you happy you're here today, though? Uh, well, To be able I, to actually talk about what the Patriots have been doing. Poor for guy now, can't even talk about it right now. For now. I, I have to cover double header t- uh, tonight at 3:15 at WPI. So, oh, well, have tough. fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, busy busy day since the new league year in the NFL started on Thursday. The Patriots For the Patriots at moved. least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a lot going on. Uh, and uh, so much to get to. Last night, the Patriots traded for Brandon Cooks and uh, gave up their first and third round pick in this year's draft as they get Cooks as well as a fourth round pick. So apparently the Patriots really wanted Brandon Cooks a lot because even before they made this trade, there were rumors that they would have Malcolm Butler go to New Orleans assuming he signed his tender, which he's still yet to do. Which is, which is good for him because now he has the leverage. Yeah, I feel like the Patriots got away with robbery to that <laughs> trade. I mean, you trade yeah. Cooks and a fourth-round pick for a first-round pick, which basically is a second because it's the last pick in the first round, and, and the third-round pick. for uh, uh, Brandon Cooks is arguably one of the best receivers, slot receivers in the game. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, not only, not only that, but uh, he can punt return, he can kick return. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Cyrus Jones, yeah. sit your ass down. Yeah, he doesn't have, <laughs> Edelman doesn't have to do it, Amendola doesn't have to do it. Now you have Cooks who can do it as lo- and be your number one threat. He can, not only can he do go routes, he can also catch a five-yard pass and take it 80 yards. Yep. And um, in regards to the, the entire NFL, I have a message for you. Okay, do you realize that the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl? Okay, why are you helping them out? <laughs> right, why are you helping them? Panthers, Coney, Panthers, Coney Ely. Right, why are you trading Coney Ely for se- second round pick? <laughs> second round pick. Like it, it's mind blowing the fact that teams can't find another trade partner and they elect to go Bill Belichick to get everything taken away from everything all the talent in the world they just like all right here you go bill <laughs> Preach. Do, do what you can with this it's ridiculous it, it is mind-blowing that these teams give in to the bill belichick traits and just say here you go you can have everything that right. i have and go win another super bowl and the patriots only moved down 12 spots um from the third round to the fourth round with with that trade as well and, yeah and, and mark and i were just talking about it earlier it's like the Saints literally got the worst pick possible in the first round. We got the thirty-second pick. pick. Well, it'd be funny as if the Saints like trade for Malcolm Butler, and instead of giving the thirty-second pick, they give him the fifteenth. The fifteenth pick. pick. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I can see that happening too. See, 
I, I think the Saints and the Patriots, well, first of all, we know that Bill Belichick and Sean Payton are, are pals. Yeah, so they're, they're that, pals. That probably yeah. has something to do with it. But. So so Sean Payton's helping Bill Belichick out? Should like, it hey, be the it? opposite way because Bill Belichick has owned the NFL for the past? Sean Payton's like, like you know what, buddy? I play, 15 years. I play in the NFC South. You know what? We're not we're not doing anything now. You know, we just gave up one of our best receivers. They still have, you know, Michael Thomas and Willie Sneed, but they have an aging Drew Brees. Right. I think Sean Payton's like, we're not we're not doing anything in the foreseeable future. <laughs> Guys, why Bill, don't you guys go ahead and try to do something? You guys realize Bill Belichick has been in ten of the fifty one Super Bowls in NFL history. Okay, and he's won seven, but five in the Tom Brady era. That's just mind blowing, and, and the fact that teams just keep on giving them the best talent it is asinine. You, se- you sense the frustration in his voice, Brian? It's asinine. It's well, uh, I think his mind might change if Dante Hightower goes to the Dolphins. But no, 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 no. no if I, <laughs> here's the other thing: if Hightower resigns with the Patriots, <laughs> now you case is case is already closed. Yeah, but you can see sign, seal, and deliver that bad boy. Patriots going that Lombardi Trophy. Tw- Twenty five and zero next year. You just give it to him now. Yeah, it, it is it is. Un- uncanny what um, you know Bill Belichick has. He-, he outsmarts everybody. He's one of the best uh, coaches, and he's actually showing that he's, he's one of the sw- best GMs of all time with this one <laughs> off season. Right, because because uh, I've n- I've n- in in my lifetime I've never seen the Patriots do no, anything no. close to this. They never do anything like this. In not only did they spend free money, like uh, they they spent money on Gilmore. They have to. Uh, well, of they, course, but. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen a contract like that for the Patriots for someone that's a free agent. No, it's probably the most they've ever given a free agent. Forty million guaranteed. Um, regardless, I, I I don't know if it's the most they've ever given a free agent that was previously on their team or on another team or just period. Right. Any free agent of any <laughs> kind, that kind of money you do not see Bill Belichick hand out. Right. And th- and then the trades, they they were all steals. Uh, Dwayne Allen. Oh, uh, Dwayne that, Allen, I love that. Like move. we didn't even mention that one, and that that was a swindling too. Brian, the rest <laughs> of the league is moronic. You just don't trade with Bill, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is playing chess while everyone's playing checkers. Yeah, exactly right. I couldn't <laughs> love it. I couldn't <laughs> play, put it. Any, and, and this is why Belichick's turns. a genius. You know what yeah. Cook's cap hit is? It's one point five million dollars. I He's, think with incentives, it's a little closer to two, two and a half. Yeah, but isn't well, no, he owed like seven hundred? I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's actually it's well a with the lower. cap hit. But the cap hit is one point five. I believe his salary is like seven hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah seven hundred ninety. But there's incentives to boost it up to like sure. two, two and a half. But but ultimately, as we all know, in the NFL, it's not about the real money the player makes. They right. just care about the implications on the cap. Yeah. And one point five million dollars for a guy of Cook's caliber is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then the Patriots have, I believe, until May third to make a decision on his fifth year option. Saints are stupid. Which would be <laughs> roughly nine million dollars. But again, for a guy like Brandon. Cooks, if he comes in here and has a thousand yard season with like eight touchdowns, what's nine million dollars for Brandon Cooks? You know what Bill Belichick is doing right now? They he's already won a Super Bowl. Okay, he's thinking about the this, future. <laughs> not only is he thinking about the future, but he's just thinking about taking the house down with an NFL and saying, "I'm here. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon." Tom Brady wants his sixth to put him over the top as. Put him over the top. He's already on top of the Bill world. Bill Belichick wants even more after he's that. He's a perfectionist. <laughs> Brady, Brady, honestly, like, let's be honest, guys. He's going to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns next year. I mean, look at his core. It, now he's he's going to break he, records if he, he has, hasn't broken any He yet. has Cooks, Gronk, Edelman, Hogan, Mitchell, Amendola, Dwayne Allen, Deion Lewis, James White. It's like guys are going to start complaining. I just threw up in my mouth. And they're still <laughs> looking at other receivers. They looked at uh, Andre oh Roberts, uh, Justin Hunter, and I think they're doing that because Amendola is obviously uh, his deal's kind of expensive and injury yeah, prone. Yeah, they're gonna have to rework yeah. that. But now Amendola is well, number five wide receiver. They might not. Um, uh, they might just straight out release him. But they're waiting on Andre Roberts. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's interesting because uh, as we've said time What's, and time again, and on that the show, sucks it, for Amendola because it, now he's waiting out. Like they're looking at other wide receivers. Uh, like, tell me what you're gonna do. Well, please. here's the thing. Like, even though Amendola is not a, a big time receiver in terms of the numbers he puts playoffs, up, he is he a steps huge up. asset in the playoffs. Man, this guy in both Super Bowl runs has been huge for Caught, you. Caught uh, Edelman's touchdown pass. Uh, what? 
He caught he, Edelman's touchdown. Or was it about? Amendola threw it to Edelman? Well, the, oh, oh, you're talking about in, the Ravens. Oh, you're talking about against the Ravens. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean he caught Edelman's <laughs> touchdown pass? He yeah. did. He did that in the playoffs. No, 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 no. <laughs> the way you phrased it, I thought it was like it was intended for Edelman to catch in the end zone, and then he like s- like stepped in front of it and took it. That's what I thought you meant. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. He. Yeah. He was huge in that game against the Ravens in the divisional game in 2014. No, this wasn't uh, the he, Packers when they had two guys in the same area. And, and the <laughs> yeah, other exactly. Guys stole I saw it from that the other too. Guy. Uh, and then. <laughs> Obviously, uh, you know, a big catch in Super Bowl 51. Um, two, really, the touchdown and then the two-point conversion as well. He had a touchdown catch in Super Bowl 49. So this guy's money. He's a big-time player in the playoffs. So even if you bring back Danny Amendola to be your fifth wide receiver, be like, hey, listen, you're kind of going to be a depth guy during it the regular season. It doesn't matter. But, but you know what? Come January, we're going to need you big time, man. We're going to need you. It, it doesn't matter. You know how, like, troubling it's going to be for defenses to play against the Patriots. Right, because you got Cooks, you got Edelman, the two speedy receivers. You're going to have Malcolm Mitchell, you know, all over the place. Gronk. Gronk. Allen. um, Dwayne Allen. (laughs) This is just that offense. It's it's an embarrassment of riches. What will help is, uh, I mean, obviously they need a running back. I think LeGarrette Blunt's gone. It's not official yet. They need, like, a running back. Not like a Deion Lewis or a James White. They right, an actual but conventional running back. They don't They'll get need, one in a draft. They don't need like a big, big back like Legarrette Blunt. But they need someone that doesn't do what Deion Lewis and James White does. Right, you know, the, just run out do, the rather, outside. They, yeah. yeah, exactly. They need someone like that. But yeah, no. Just going back to what Cooks. Adrian Pearson. No, it, Adrian Pearson. I don't. Happens. I don't want that guy. No, based on what happened with you know the child abuse stuff, I just don't want a guy. And plus, he's uh, broken down. He's like thirty-two years old now. I just, I just want to stay away from. Yeah, Adrian it's Peterson. really tough, you know, to have a I take two thousand yeah. yard season after right. coming from a, a torn ACL. He doesn't have to do that though on this offense. No, he doesn't. But he just has to eat up yards and win and ring. Yeah, he'll be productive. I th- I th- I think it's a good idea. It's a great fit. Yeah. I, I I just have a personal. And I don't think he'd be him. that expensive either, because uh, I think the hi- oh, who's the highest paid running back makes like eight million, something like that. Mm. He wouldn't be expensive at all because he's coming off an injury, and Bill Belichick will be like, "I'll I'll I'll treat you he's, right." He's uh yeah, he is coming off an injury. You're right. I was thinking about the ACL. I was like, that was a couple years ago. No, yeah. no, I'm talking about w- the other one. Yeah, that okay. that was brutal seeing that. Anyway. Um, but just going back to Brandon Cooks, this is a guy that's literally going to be running go routes and post patterns, as you said, Brian. No, that's think, not all he does. I, I that's think not the, all he does. I, I, no, but I think in this offense, that's pretty much going to be his role. Is he's no. the deep ball guy because you've got your guys that work the middle. You've got your Edelman's. You've well, got, yeah, but he can also work the middle. I'm not saying that he won't. I'm just saying that that's how they're going to utilize him for the most part. Is I don't think so. Imagine him and Hogan against cover two defenses, taking those two deep safeties with them, opening up the middle of the field for Gronk and Edelman. Do you want to know? That's a perfect game plan. Do you want to know a comparison with him? It, it's Percy Harvin. Oh, I was thinking Deion Branch. It could be Deion Branch. Because don't don't too, insult Brandon no. Cooks by comparing him to Deion Branch. No, no, because Deion Branch was a great route runner. And that's what Brandon Cooks is, and he and all uh, like on the Patriots at least. So maybe that, I don't know enough about Brandon Cooks and his, abil- his ability to run intermediate routes because I've always thought of Brandon Cooks as sort of a deep guy. No, which, no, which no. he is. Yeah, he is a deep guy, but, but he can he do can more than be. that. He, uh, but I, I think he's, he's going to be used. That. I think he's going to be more used for like trickery plays. Yeah, like um, you know. I could see and flea the, flicker and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and reverses, wire right. receiver reverses. You're going to have you know uh, screens. Um, he's going to be playing in the slot outside. He's a very versatile guy. So I think he can, threw a touchdown once. Yeah, he threw a one. Oh, good. Belichick one. loves guys like that, apparently. Yeah. yeah. But no, but the, okay, fine. So maybe he can do more than I don't know if he can play lacrosse, though. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's, that's a knock on him. No, see, I okay, fine. So maybe he's versatile, and maybe when I'm not giving him enough credit, maybe he can do a lot more than just running the deep ball patterns. But you know, you you put him with a guy like Chris Hogan. You know, Brady got better at throwing the deep ball last year. Yeah, so that makes me excited because he hasn't really had a true deep threat since Randy Moss. And Chris Hogan was the first time well, we saw that last year. The reason why I I say that. You know, your, I guess, uh, perception on Brandon Cooks is a streaky receiver because all he does is run, you know, down the field. It's because he had Drew Brees. Drew Brees can literally throw the ball and that's what Drew extremely Brees far. And that's where, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> all he does. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really throw, like, short plays. I mean, they r- very rarely do that in that offense with Sean Payton. Everything's like a 25 to 30-yard pass attempt. Exactly. Right. But you're going to see the real Brandon Cooks. I mean, he's very versatile, dynamic, elusive receiver. He can make, you know, cornerbacks look bad. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw him play for uh, Oregon State um, in, in his collegiate career. And man, that kid can play. I saw him coming out of draft, and I was like, "This yeah. kid's gonna be a stud." I see, I see him against the Panthers, so that I I see him 
just rip apart defenses. I oh, think he, I he think makes them look I bad. think part yeah. of the trap for guys like me who don't watch him over the course of 16 games is you'll you'll turn on SportsCenter yeah. and they'll be like, "Oh, look at this deep ball to Brandon Cooks." And then if you see that, he had the two longest times, touchdowns last year. That's what and I a mean. couple of them weren't actually thrown deep. A couple of them were Okay. All right, fair enough. But I thrown think thrown like 8 yards and I he caught it and beat the defense. Sure, but I think when you see that highlight over and over again throughout a season, you kind of form this notion that, oh, he's he's an outside-the-numbers type guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't work the middle the way Edelman does. And I, again, he, as you guys are saying, I'm completely off on that, and I'm okay with it. But I think that he has that skill set of being a deep ball receiver right, with yeah. Chris Hogan, I think is a very valuable asset for an offense that is sort of predicated more on the short passing game. I think that allows them to do more things. And as you I saw, think it, it frees up Edelman game. more because now the number one will be on Cooks. Oh, absolutely. But also, I, I think Bill Belichick's love receivers that have, you know, I talk about versatility because he wants a guy that can, you know, emotionally catch punts, uh, punts. But I, I think also yards after catch. Yep. You look at yards after catch, Edelman, you have Hogan. These guys, uh, Amendola, these guys don't give up. They keep fighting for the extra yardage. And that's what Brandon Cooks is all about. He's a speedy receiver, but he's also strong with the ball. And it's really hard to take down. He, so you're going to have to tackle also, him by the legs. He also has sort of an attitude complex. There was a game this past season where, like, the Saints scored almost, like, 60 points. And yeah, he, he didn't have a single catch. Well, he's playing and, for the Saints. I right. Mean, you know, but he didn't have a single catch, and he complained mm-hmm. after the game. He's 23 years old. I mean, there's obviously. Yeah, he's younger than Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean <laughs> that's crazy. He's going to be entering his fourth year, <laughs> and he's not 24 yet. Yeah, he came into the league when he's 19 years old. Yeah. 19 or 20. Yeah. I, it, it is pretty impressive to see this kid play at this kind of elite stage. Um, you know, early in his career, I think he has close to two thousand receptions. Um, he ha- he's averaging a thousand yards per season. Um, so I mean, this kid is he, he's dynamic. And he, that's he's not re- the real deal. That's not even including his pun and kickoff return. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just don't want to see Cyrus Jones in that capacity at all next year. He's going to be your slot corner. He's going to be your slot. He has to be now. Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan's gone. He's your slot corner most likely with Eric Rowe on the outside. And depending on what happens with Butler, I think he's gone as well. We'll talk about that more though. 603-883-9900. Brandon Cooks, officially a New England Patriot. We'll continue our reaction to that next on the Sports Blast ESPN New Hampshire. Don't go anywhere. At 6 a.m., you don't beep your horn. Doesn't matter. My buddy knows the drill anyway because we do this every chance we get. Like a kid at Christmas, he's going to be at the window, skis at the door, hot cup of coffee in hand that he'll drain just in time for first tracks of Loon. Enjoy outstanding conditions. Loon Mountain, New England's most accessible mountain destination, is wide open across three peaks. Buy tickets ahead and save at loonmtn.com. It's 6 a.m., clear as a bell, and winter quiet. I'm watching my breath turn to steam. If I turn left out of the driveway, there's a mountain of paperwork on my desk. If I turn right, there's a mountain of snow at Loon. I'm turning right. Work will still be there tomorrow. Loon Mountain is wide open across three peaks with terrain for the whole family. Full progression of terrain peaks in New Hampshire's only superpipe. Buy tickets ahead and save at loonmtn.com. Allergy congestion, cut grass, cat on the sofa, dust in the carpet. Whenever allergy congestion makes you feel trapped, break through with Allegra D for 5-in-1, 24-hour multi-symptom relief. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine with a powerful decongestant for fast relief that starts working in just one hour. Break through allergy congestion with Allegra D. Use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. Scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road. Then wouldn't a long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Losing our signal? You can always hear us on the TuneIn app. We are 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. 
Radio and television have been part of your daily life for as long as you can remember, so why not make a career out of it? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters, to learn more about over-the-air broadcasting. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Whether it be on the air or behind the scenes, many Granite State stations are looking for motivated people just like you. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employment. You can also access a list of upcoming job fairs in New Hampshire as well as NHAB-sponsored events. Students, if you're studying over-the-air broadcasting, apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships at local stations. It's easy to navigate, full of useful resources, and it's only a click away. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Patriots acquired wide receiver Brandon Cooks from the Saints last night. The Pats surrendered their first and third round picks in this year's upcoming draft. For the 23-year-old, Cooks is coming off his second straight 1,000-yard receiving season and will carry a cap hit of just over $1.5 million in 2017. There were a pair of notable notable Patriots departures yesterday. Cornerback Logan Ryan inked a three-year deal with the Tennessee Titans worth $30 million, and tight end Martellus Bennett also signed a three-year contract worth $21 million with the Green Bay Packers. The Celtics were blown out by the Denver Nuggets at the Pepsi Center 119-99. Isaiah Thomas had 21 points in the losing effort. The Seas return home after going just 2-3 and three on their five-game West Coast swing. They'll host the Bulls at the Garden tomorrow at 3.30. The Bruins are back in action this afternoon. They'll be at the Garden taking on the Flyers. Puck drop is at 1 p.m. Split squad action for the Sox today. Chris Sale will start against the Tampa Bay Rays at JetBlue Park. Henry Owens will be going against the Twins at Hammond Stadium. Both games will start at 1.05. David Price has resumed baseball activities after being diagnosed with Really nothing on February 28th, being shut down after seeing Dr. James Andrews. As of right now, he's just doing plyometric exercises. Those are your Sports Center updates. Be sure to listen in live on ESPN, NHRadio.com, and the ESPN Radio app. I'm Ashish Sharma. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues right now. The Sports Blast. Saints touchdown. Cooks has it. Scoops the low throw. Puts on the Jets and Brandon Cooks is in for a touchdown. Brandon Cooks, officially a New England Patriot after about, like, I don't know, like 72 hours of just speculation. Too many Cooks. I love this song. Too many speculations. A lot of catchy music. Too many Super Bowl wins. Show over the last couple <laughs> weeks. So about there 72, will be. 72 hours of pretty much rumors and speculation about the Patriots' interest in Brandon Cooks. And it cost them just a first and third round pick. Initially, we were thinking Malcolm Butler might be included in the deal. Um, but hey, he didn't sign his tender, so they really couldn't do anything. They can't. They still can't do anything with Malcolm Butler until he signs. I like his three point nine one million dollar like tender. Butler. Stick it to the Patriots. Hey, but you know what? That that doesn't necessarily mean Malcolm Butler's here long term. They signed Stephon Gilmore mm. to a massive contract, and that could still mean that Malcolm Butler, if he signs his tender, could be on the move, or if he signs an offer sheet elsewhere, and the Patriots say, you know what, screw that, we're either going to let you go or we'll match it and trade you. So that that doesn't necessarily mean Malcolm Butler's sticking around. And I just want to say that the window's closing with Tom Brady, so I think Bill Belichick's using a sense of urgency to really go all out. But I also think he's looking towards the future because. If you look at Brandon Cooks, maybe he does replace Julian Edelman as yep. Edelman comes off the books, right? So I, he's always looking at the heir apparent, like who's going to be the next guy. That's why he's hanging on to Garoppolo. Right? He could. But um, <laughs> I also think he has a lot of leverage on his side because yep. teams want Garoppolo, especially Cleveland. A lot of leverage for both Malcolm Butler and Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Uh, he has leverage against both of them. Right. I mean, because the thing is – Malcolm Butler, regardless of what he decides to do, it's ultimately not his decision. If right. he signs an offer sheet somewhere, Bill Belichick is the ultimate say right. in what happens because he's still because res- he's restricted, restricted. And there's so many and there's new uh, there's different rules with 
with him compared to all the right, other they, unrestricted guys. Correct. They they use the uh, first round tender on Malcolm Butler, which means that if he signs an offer sheet and leaves, the Patriots are then awarded that team's first round pick. So I actually have a theory <clears throat> on why the Pats signed Stephon Gilmore. As I just said, Malcolm Butler was given that first round tender, right? Three point nine one million dollars is the value. So if another team uh, decides to sign Malcolm Butler and gives up that first round pick, Belichick's thought process must be like, you know what, I'll go out and get Stephon Gilmore. I have my number one cornerback now. Now I can leverage the fact that Malcolm Butler can yield me a first round pick if he leaves. Well, yeah. I don't need Malcolm Butler. There's that. I have my number one corner. I, and especially now considering that they got Brandon Cooks and had to give up mm-hmm. their first round pick, the 32nd, now he must be thinking, well, now that I don't have a pick in the first round, now it just makes sense for me to let Malcolm Butler walk. Let's say Malcolm Butler signs a four-year, I don't know, like $35, $40 million deal. You really think that Bill Belichick's going to match that offer sheet? Yeah, that's cheap. I don't think so. For, I, uh, for a number one corner? Darrell number Re- two now. Uh, uh, he's the number one corner. He's he, not going he cor- to pay two corners that amount. No, and but if I'm Malcolm Belichick, Butler, if I'm Malcolm he Butler, has the cap space. And to be honest with you, if I'm Malcolm Butler, I'm looking for the exact same amount that Stephon Gilmore got because Malcolm Butler has to be pissed, right? Or more. Yeah. Or maybe more. So if, if that's the case, Bill Belichick will say, okay, thank you very much, if Malcolm. If it's more we'll than take, Gilmore. We'll take the first-round yes. pick. Goodbye. I, I think Belichick has a great mind in regards to the coaching standpoint, but I also think he has a game plan with an offseason and the game plan is, you know, I, I feel like he looks at the next move every single time he makes a trade or makes a signing. And that's what you have to do as a GM. you you got to provide your resources and use the leverage and take advantage of all the teams in the NFL because you have so much trade bait. You know, you have Garoppolo, you have Butler, you know, you have the money to go out and get these guys. So he's doing it in the most proper fashion because – he, he knows what his ideal goal is, okay? A lot of teams don't, but he knows what his goal is, and it's to win a championship every single year. And he's put it to fruition every single time. So when it comes down to paying Malcolm Butler, I don't think he really cares about it because, like you said, he has Stephon Gilmore, but he's also going to get a first-round pick if another team takes a stab at him. And then, if they don't, he still has the tender on him. So he's paying him cheap throughout the course of the season if he elects to keep him. But I, I don't think Malcolm Butler's signing that tender. I think he's going to go out there. He's going to get an offer sheet. That's going to pay him a hefty sum. May, may not be what Stephon Gilmore got. I don't think anyone's going to come knocking on his door and being like, hey, we'll give you a five-year, $65 million offer. If it happens, you know what? Good for Malcolm Butler. But I mean, I think Butler's better than Gilmore. I don't think I don't think Gilmore is all that great. I, th- I think it's close, honestly. I think both are great. But uh, I, but but you have agree- you watched Gilmore? Have you watched Gilmore against the Patriots? <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, he's facing the Patriots, right? He's but facing Tom Brady. I mean, do you do you, do you really want someone that can be burned? Like, um, I, I will say that I think Stephon Gilmore, I guess, fits the scheme. I I, I know right. Malcolm Butler has th- been elite corner right but i think in regards to a scheme a hard-nosed cornerback they love that type they, it's, asante it's, it's samuel not, don't you think it's in bill belichick's favor to keep butler so they have the one of the best secondaries in the nfl but brian aren't you the one that's always saying that they never do that that they will never go out and overpay for guys they just did it with stefan gilmore you really think they're going to do it with another cornerback i mean i didn't think they'd trade for brandon cooks or Dwayne allen true but, and look, hey, I'm with They're you. They're doing a lot of weird things this offseason. Hey, season. listen, I'm with you. I think <laughs> if they end up somehow by some miracle keeping Malcolm Butler, because I'll be honest, I don't want him to go unless it, it turns into a situation where the return is, is too good to pass up. I mean, yeah. Can you imagine keeping Stephon Gilmore with Malcolm Butler, with Devin McCourty in the backfield, now Deron Harmon also yep. just re-upped? That's a damn good secondary, man. Oh, it That's is. a top five secondary. You, you have but, a top five offense with a top five defense. But everything, lethal. everything has to fall into place. And the reason why I don't think it will fall into place is the fact that the Patriots did give Stephon Gilmore this type of contract. And I, I think the conversations between Malcolm Butler's side and the Patriots' side, they really clashed heads. I guarantee that the negotiations did not go over well, or else he would have signed a contract, okay? The fact that Bill Belichick went out and signed Stephon Gilmore to that type of contract, he says that he has the leverage on his side. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He wants that first-round pick, Ashish, you're correct. He wants that first-round pick from the team that will sign Malcolm Butler. Right. So he's going to wait until that happens. I, I think he just kind of did a quick calculation in his head. He said, okay, I could have just given Malcolm Butler that deal that I gave Stephon Gilmore, 
And but if I, I can get a first round and, pick and, and out and of it, and at the time he didn't have Brandon Cook, so at the time he still had the number thirty two pick. Yeah. So he must have been thinking, I can do that and have my number thirty two pick, or I can sign Stephon Gilmore, who's willing to come here and be my number one corner. And worst case scenario, if Malcolm Butler walks, if he signs an offer sheet and I don't match it. I get an additional first-round pick. So then I have two picks in the first round. Now, obviously, that number 32 pick belongs to the Saints. So he the Patriots don't have a first-round pick now. They don't no. have a second-round pick now. But so if Belichick is yeah. smart here, he might say, you know what, fine. Go ahead, Malcolm Butler. Leave. I'll take the first-round pick. That's good enough compensation for me. But these moves are like stealing candy from a baby because, I mean, he's – He's outsmarting all these teams. It is, it I'm is surprised insane. they're even dealing with him. It's insane. Why <laughs> Why deal with him? Like, if, if he's calling, hang up the phone. Don't answer. Hey, don't answer. Let, Let it go, go to, to voicemail. <laughs> like, leave a nice little voicemail. Say, hey, Bill, just checking in. Yeah, I want to see what, um, you know, Malcolm Butler's status is looking like. No, do not leave that voicemail because he's going to call you right back. <laughs> it, it, every offseason for the past, I'd say, four years, it seems like the Patriots are doing the impossible in the sense that they're getting better. And every year we think, oh, they can't possibly be better than this. Right. And then the next offseason, it's like, oh, my God, they just got better than they were last year. <laughs> I will say. Paper. I have no idea how it happens, but it does. I will say, Ashish, though, now the expectations – are extremely high. Yeah. Okay, we, we know that, you know, in the past where they had Tom Brady, they were supposed to win. This is like now, this is 2007 again. In now it's like perfect season. Now it's perfect season. Or but, it, but I think everyone failure. in New England would prefer 15-1 and one to a 16-0 season. There's just – I don't know. I, I was talking to someone last year, and, and this was when they were still – actually two years ago when they were 9-0. Um, and, and, and I was talking to someone, and they were like, hey, they could go 16-0 again. And they were like, nah. Uh, we don't want that. I'm good with 15 and one, 14 and two. I'm just I'm mentally scarred for life from the 16 and. See, up. I want revenge. So you want them to complete the 19 and. I up. want the Giants to be in the Super Bowl too. And you want them to go 19 and all on the Giants. Wouldn't that, that just could be happen? Like, and then that Brady, Brady's dropped the mic moment. By the way, I'm retiring, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Marshall did sign with the Giants. Um, you know their offense is equipped now. Their defense is that's you know, pretty deep. adamant. NFC East now. Yeah. I think the Eagles are a team to be reckoned with. That offense is going to be And And it depends on what really happens good. with Kirk Cousins. He could still get traded. Right. So the Redskins might just fall out of it. They just lost to Sean Jackson. I think it's going to be at least the Giants and the Eagles running that division. But, right. guys, did what, you just mention all Sean Jeffrey? Uh, I, I, was, uh, I mentioned Wentz because their, their offense has Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, still has um, – Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews, yeah. And um, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Which, he's garbage. Right. But, and, but and they NFC, have Alshon. Yeah. <laughs> NFC East and AFC West were the two most interesting divisions in football last year, by far. Yeah, mm-hmm. but by far. But w- when I'm, like, a Patriots fan, and I'm fantasizing a 15-1, 14-2, it, it doesn't matter. Right. Because at the same time, they're still going to make it to the AFC Championship. <laughs> <without> <laughs> Seven the Super Bowl. straight AFC Championship game appearance. It, it is going to happen. Like... People, Patriots are going to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship. They're writing their ship now, okay? Mm-hmm. And there's no stopping it. There's no stopping Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. The dynasty train is um, yeah, bar- all aboard. No, it, it's, been, of- it's been shipped. <laughs> barring some kind of devastating injury, which at this point would be an injury to Tom Brady. Because, I, I mean, you look at how deep they are in their wide receiving No, court. they still have Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, that's right. Assuming he's still on the <laughs> roster. Assuming Jimmy Garoppolo's still there and there's still no... That sounded like an evil laugh, uh, by the assuming, way. assuming all goes well next year. Yeah. They're going to get a first-round bye. They'll win the division easily. They'll get a first-round bye. You win one game, you're back in the AFC Championship again. <laughs> one I mean, game. Yeah, that's, that's how the Patriots and, operate. And who's going to... There's no stopping them. The, the, who's going to beat them? I mean... I, I don't know. Houston, if they get a decent quarterback, could actually Tony get, Romo? give them some fight. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're going to talk about that because That's they just be got fun. rid of Brock Osweiler and they need a they need a quarterback. They could go after Tony Romo. Hey, maybe maybe Billy O'Brien's thinking, hmm. Jake Cutler. Yeah. No, no, not Jay Cutler. I want, he's, I want he's, Jay Cutler to go to the hey, Jets. Bill, Billy O'Brien. <laughs> yes, make that happen. Bill O'Brien, a few uh, Patriots connections there. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what kind of assets that they can offer. Really? Obviously, they can't offer what the Cleveland Browns can. They have two picks in the first round. And and I think Houston's ready to uh, make it to the next level because J.J. Watt should be back. I mean, that defense he's is godly. Aging. And, right. Well, I mean, the defense is godly. Well, and Clowney got better last well, year. Don't, don't forget A.J. Bouye. Went to the Philadelphia Eagles. They well, yeah, lost a, guy, a key guy in the secondary. You're getting J.J. Watt back. 
Yeah, but you did you not still, have him at all last that's, year. That's almost you're like still, a free agent right. But you still got to worry about that secondary. You don't have to if you have a pass rush. You got Jonathan Joseph, and that's it. Well, yeah, but you also have J.J. Watt and Clowney got better last year. Uh, Brian, you could have two great d- defensive If you have events. a good line, it makes up for lack of secondary. But they don't have like they don't have a secondary. You don't have to. Joseph yeah, when, is really when, when, good. When you have a really good pass rush, it makes your corners look better than they are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not against a good offensive line. Well, it depends on who they're facing. Then that's right. just a week to week discussion. And then. that's well, a weak division. So right, Jaguars suck. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Jaguars, they're they're on the up and up. They're, Mark, lo- they're looking you know pretty good. Blake Bortles is awful. Mark, do you know how bad <laughs> you have defense. to be to not be competitive in the AFC South? The, the AFC South is... <laughs> do you know how bad you have to be to do no, that? No, but the AFC Tennessee South Titans is actually... in it. The AFC South is pretty good. No. What? No, it's not. You got the Terrible ti- division. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You got the Titans, okay? The Titans almost made it to the playoffs. Oh, oh keyword. What was the keyword but there? They were, almost. With, with a rookie quarterback. <laughs> second and Mar- year. Second year, Mar- Marcus Mariota, whatever. Yeah, and then he snapped his leg. Yeah, he snapped his leg. That's the reason why they didn't make it. No, that's not why they didn't make it. Yes, they did. They wouldn't have okay, made wait, it. Okay, wait, wait. Anyway. I want to hear the rest of this. <laughs> All right. Jaguars... They just equipped their defense. Okay, they have they Malik fired Jackson. Gus Bradley. Yeah, okay. they suck. No, but they have Tom Coughlin running the show now, and now they're they're actually getting key guys. Like I, I think it's I think it's their pretty, defense might be good, but their offense can't do jack. No, but I'm just saying <laughs> if the, Blake Bortles can find a way to get back on track, he digressed. But the, <laughs> it's it a different a, coach though. So Brian. Doug Marone is gonna probably come in and change the culture. Oh, because Doug Marone was so good in Buffalo, right? Well, I'm saying Gus Bradley wasn't that great, right? Wh- why is he the bar? <laughs> why is <laughs> Gus Bradley the comparison? Because he was the only he one. Was, there. He was yeah. the only one there. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna go back to Jack Del Rio. It's like, hey, remember when he was he with no, the Jack Del Rio is in Oakland. No, I'm saying back when he was. I know. Yeah. So I mean. I, I don't the know. AFC I, South isn't I, I can, that bad. I, I couldn't disagree more. The AFC South sucks, it's, Mark. It's I, not that bad. It is. No, it's not. It is awful. Houston's going to... I have no idea it, why we're spending so much time talking about I'm the just, AFC South. I'm just saying, it's going to be competitive this year. Is it? That that division's going to be competitive. All right, all right. Let's mark it Who's going to win the division? Who's going to win the division? Yeah, okay. I would say the Tennessee Titans. Okay. All right. I think, it's, I think Andrew Luck's bouncing back this year. No. Don't even say that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that offensive line is atrocious. Not only that, but that defense is atrocious. Well, they're they going to have to win 45 <laughs> to 30. But they just added Jabal Sheard. Oh, okay. Right? And oh, um, okay. Deontay Poe oh. is visiting them. Oh, okay. Well, you just said that you, if you have two good defensive ends, right? It, okay. That, that makes up for po a bad secondary. Poe is a tackle, and Jabal Sheard isn't right, that good. Right, but the D-line's pretty good. Nah. The D-line's pretty good. Jabal Sheard? Isn't that good? Jabal Sheard is He was good in the Patriots system. Oh, Jab- oh, so he was good with the Patriots, but he's not good with the Indianapolis That's Colts. That's typically what happens. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> Colts well, we, we just did like eight minutes on the AFC South. <laughs> well, that's because... I'm just saying it's competitive. <laughs> it's it's not as competitive as you think. It's going to be competitive. But I, what were we even talking about before that? <laughs> we were talking about Malcolm Butler and where he possibly can end up. Listen, it's actually an interesting conversation to have. And, I mean, we'll probably spend the rest of the show I, touching on it. One of my on five it, questions is about it. So, are you serious? You, you, why do what that? Why do you, you do know, that? You, you know, know we're, we're gonna talk about, about it. I, I'm taking a different route on it. Okay, right. cool. Just make sure that we don't uh, cover it in, in the context of your five questions. Because I, I got, I got it. I want to hear some people. I want, I want callers to call in and say that you know, go against me in regards to the AFC South. Yeah, everyone, just bombard Mark with texts, Please emails. Do. Phone calls. Twitter. Please do. Everything. I want to hear it. <laughs> All right. 603-883-9900. The Patriots weren't the only ones making moves. Brock Osweiler was traded to the Browns. We'll do our best to analyze what that's about when we come back. ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. Allergy congestion. Cut grass. Cat on the sofa. Dust in the carpet. Whenever allergy congestion makes you feel trapped, break through with Allegra D for 5-in-1, 24-hour multi-symptom relief. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine with a powerful decongestant for fast relief that starts working in just one hour. Break through allergy congestion with Allegra D. Use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. Scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is, if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then, wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? 
What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. About 70% of U.S. adults age 65 or older have high blood pressure, and only about half have it under control. Blood pressure medicine can protect the heart, brain, and kidneys, but many people aren't taking it as directed. This means they may skip doses or stop taking it altogether. To help patients, healthcare systems can involve the entire healthcare team to ensure patients are taking medicine as directed. Simplify blood pressure treatment by prescribing 90-day refills and combination medicines. Coordinate pill refills and prescribe generic medicines. Encourage the use of home blood pressure monitors and address financial barriers such as high copays and deductibles. Patients, follow your healthcare team's instructions on how much medicine to take, how often, and how long to take it. Ask questions about how to correctly take your medicines and why you need them. Use weekly pill boxes or a reminder system to keep track of when to take medicine. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs. Did you hear? U.S. savings bonds have gone electronic. Now you can purchase them from the convenience of your own home through treasurydirect.gov, a safe and secure website operated by the U.S. Department of the Treasury. No more extra trips to the bank. No more paper bonds to keep track of. Instead, you can open a free Treasury Direct account and buy and manage your electronic savings bonds online anytime, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. U.S. savings bonds are an affordable and smart choice for many Americans. For as little as $25, you can buy a U.S. savings bond for yourself or a loved one. Savings bonds are safe investments. Whether your goal is to retire comfortably, pay for a college education, or protect yourself and your family from the unexpected, it's always a good time to save for the future. Visit www.treasurydirect.gov to buy an electronic savings bond today. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The New England Patriots acquired Brandon Cooks from the New Orleans Saints last night. They surrendered their first and third round picks in this year's upcoming draft for the 23-year-old. Cooks is coming off his second straight 1,000-yard receiving season and will carry a cap hit of just over $1.5 million. There have also been a pair of notable Patriots departures. Yesterday, cornerback Logan Ryan signed a three-year, $30 million deal with the Tennessee Titans and tight end Martellus Bennett inked a three-year contract worth $21 million with the Green Bay Packers. The Celtics were blown out by the Denver Nuggets last night at the Pepsi Center, 119-99. Isaiah Thomas with 21 points in the losing effort. They'll host the Bulls at the Garden tomorrow at 3.30. The Bruins return to action this afternoon. They'll be at the Garden taking on the Flyers. Puck drop is at 1 p.m. Split squad action for the Sox today. Chris Sale will start against the Tampa Bay Rays at JetBlue Park, and Henry Owens will get the ball against the Twins at Hammond Stadium, both games at 105. David Price is resuming baseball activities for the first time, first time since being shut down on February 28th. As of right now, his routine consists of plyometric exercises. Those are your Sports Center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPNNHradio.com and the ESPN Radio app, and check us out on TuneIn. I'm Ashish Ramadoko. Anywhere the Sports Bus continues right now. The Sports Blast, every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Six zero three eight eight three nine nine zero zero. Back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Ashish Sharma, Brian Roach, and Mark Lazell taking you up till 2 p.m. this afternoon. No Dave Pollard. He is covering a game. I can't even remember what it was, even though you told me like half an hour ago. Girls basketball. Girls basketball, but what? Well, who are the teams again? Millis and um, some other team. And some, no one cares, D4. basically. D4. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. D4 yeah. Central. It's, it's killing them they can't be here, especially after all this I think this the game's almost over, though. Hey, you know what? If he hauls ass after he writes a story, he could probably make it for like five He doesn't even have to write it. The deadline's not until tonight. Oh, there you go. Just, hey, Dave, haul ass and come up here. You can make it for five <laughs> questions, maybe. Maybe even more than that, depending on what the traffic looks like. Uh, let's talk about Brock Osweiler. Uh, this was by far the most interesting trade we have seen since the start of the new league year this week. Maybe the most interesting trade of all time when you really take into account what the intentions of each team is here. So let's review. All right, Cleveland took Brock Osweiler for a sixth-round pick in this year's draft and a second-round pick in next year's draft, and they sent back a 2017 fourth-round pick. So we know exactly what the Houston Texans are doing, right? This is a salary dump. They basically made this trade with Cleveland. They said, fine, you won our second-round pick in 2018? One condition, 
Take our garbage, all right? Take Brock Osweiler, and he will literally be Mike Lowell, and you guys want Josh Beckett. That's our pick. Go ahead and take him. You know, Donate it to uh, Salvation Army. You know what's even funnier is that the Cleveland Browns had a press conference, and they didn't like welcome Brock Osweiler. They were like, oh, we're really happy about this uh, second-round pick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the GM straight out said that. So not, not even like beating around the bush. No. It's like, Brock, it was never about you, man. We wanted that second-round pick. You were the throw-in. We have about $100 million in cap space, so we don't mind taking on your right. stupid contract. And now they have so many picks. They have two and, and, first rounds this year, two uh, second rounds this year. And three next year, or or three this. They're year. just stockpiling yeah. picks essentially, and they're they're stockpiling assets. And now that basically frees up the Texans to go after Tony Romo, yep. Jimmy Garoppolo, whoever whoever they want. They can now start fresh. Jay Cutler. The Browns and took a page out of Bill Belichick's book. They literally got away with robbery on this one. Like I, I feel like the theme of this offseason is getting away with I, robbery. I don't, I don't know if it's getting away with robbery because I feel like it benefited both sides. To be honest with you, I think it benefited Houston more. Well, I mean, here's the thing: Houston they wanted to get rid of the crap that True. is and, Brock. And they Osweiler. don't have to worry about the. Contract. They realized that oh, we shouldn't have signed him for that much money. He well, sucks. Uh, uh, and now, and now no the Browns basically guaranteed, right? You put it very well earlier off the air, Brian. You said basically the Browns spent sixteen million dollars right. on a pick, and now they want to spend more money because they're willing to eat half the salary of or all of it or all based of it. on Mo- reports. Based yeah. on reports, they are either going to try to flip. Brock Osweiler, or they'll eat the $16 million, right. they'll cut him, they'll have $16 million. Well, in a trade, they're willing to eat half the salary right. to trade him. Oh, no, no, I think what you're talking about is, uh, I, I I forget who the writer was, hang on, let me see. I think it was Bill Barnwell, right, uh, of ESPN.com, he wrote about a situation this week in which, uh, he says here, I have it, Cleveland could convert $10 million of Osweiler's $16 million base salary pay him up front, and then deal Osweiler with a new base salary of $6 million. So basically, in other words... Eating the salary. Eat $10 million right. in the form of a signing bonus, take the $10 million in dead money that you would have against your cap, and make it more appealing for a team that's desperate enough to take a chance on Osweiler. And honestly, if you reduce his base salary down to $6 million, there are teams out there that'll be like, fine, for $6 million, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a backup, I, I too. Think, that I could think, be a backup quarterback. I think the Browns would. <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> Wait, can they trade to themselves and get a no, draft pick no, out of it? No. So the thing is, I like, think it might be possible. And and worst three case, team like, deal. They, they have, <laughs> they have <laughs> the no Jets might. <laughs> so in other words, the Browns have zero interest in Brock Osweiler. Uh, Osweiler, I can't even say the guy's name. They wanted Os- the Wheeler. second round pick, and basically are willing to either trade him or just cut him. And if they cut him. They'll take six million dollars in dead money against their cap, but they don't give a crap about that. They've said they have they've got a hundred million dollars in cap yeah. uh, in cap space this year. Sixty million dollars in dead money to most teams is crippling. To the Browns, they're like, "Oh, screw, it. we don't care." That's yeah, fine. right. I, I think it, it benefits like the Browns uh, extremely well because I, I think you know they need that second round pick. They need picks to build off of to build a team. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson may be their pick or Mitch Trubisky for, you know, the, the quarterback at number one. But um, you got to keep an eye out on Jimmy G going, um, you know, to the Browns for the 12th pick. That's, I why, think they're, they're, that's why they're stockpiling picks. I, but, can, I can see that happening. But, uh, I mean, the Patriots are looking for two first-round picks. Or they're looking for the number one pick in the draft. Right. I don't think they're going to get that for Jimmy Garoppolo, though. They won't. And I mean, like, they'll just, try. Just going back to Osweiler, though. I mean, like, they've what? swindled other people so far. True, <laughs> true. And, and here's here's the beauty of Osweiler's contract, though. We talked about talk about the fact that he has a sixteen million dollar base salary this year. Yeah, he's got thirty one million dollars owed to him over the next two years after twenty seventeen. Guess how much is guaranteed? Zero. None of it. None. Of, so he will literally, if he gets cut, get his sixteen million dollars this year. <laughs> Walk and then, away with and then thirty one million dollars left on his contract disappears. Poof, well, gone. Yeah. Well, that's. <laughs> Most people can live off sixteen million. But I'm over just the saying that's of kind of life. funny, though. It's just like the Browns literally. They, I mean, this is unlike anything we've ever seen. It's brilliant in, in the NFL. It's it is. It is. It's it's but either it's ball, it's yeah, ballsy. It is ballsy. It's very ballsy though for the Browns. But if you're in yeah. the NFL, how do you not review this trade and say like it's this is how, how do you how do you not review the other trades too? The well, Patriots yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it, how are the Patriots doing this? <laughs> I'm saying like David Stern like went against the Chris Paul to L.A. trade because right. he felt like it was unfair. Why why can't like Roger Goodell <laughs> and step in? You know, since a stern guy he is. Well, hold on, because people then would. Uh, uh, accuse him of cheating because the Patriots oh, deflategate. True, yeah. true, true. Uh, I like that point. <laughs> but when it comes down to the Browns, okay, 
they need as many picks as they can because they need players, uh, talented players. Like, Terrell Pryor chose the Washington Redskins. Well, makes sense. Over the Cleveland Browns. Well, that's because they have a better quarterback now. Uh, Red, uh, and Kirk Cousins. Oh, and then, Kirk Cousins might not get traded? Uh, he, I, I think he will. He, he might. Well, or he might get traded to the Browns. Is that right? Uh, it <laughs> might be the Browns. Right, it could okay. be the 49ers. Houston. No, hey, they have, they have the 49ers have Oyer. Oh, Oyer. yeah. Brian Hoyer, great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Best best backup quarterback in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but you do like Brian Hoyer, though. I do. I, I did like he did, he, he did well I like Brian Hoyer. Yeah, I like Brian Hoyer when they had Josh Gordon and him. Yeah. Like they were that was a nice that was ninety percent Josh Gordon. They were an elite ta- Yeah, but you could I, I we had this discussion on the way up. You could say the same thing about Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall. You can say the thing I do say that about Jay Cutler and Brandon Jay Marshall. Jay Cutler, Alshon Jeffrey, too. Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson. Look, Jay Cutler, I mean, we talk about this so much. The guy had so much talent around him and still couldn't win. He had he uh, made it Alshon to the postseason once. Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Matt Forte, um, Martellus Bennett. I'm gonna say it again. I want him to go to the New York Jets and just Fail. That would be a Jets move. I, it would be great. I, I'm calling it. He's going to Houston, and he's going to make the playoffs and make a run. Calling it. I'm calling it. Well, I, after Osweiler, it doesn't seem like there can be any any place to go for the Houston Texans but up. Tom Savage is coming into the game, and the fans here in Houston go nuts. Tom Savage. <laughs> like, literally. What a savage, huh? What else can you do in Houston? I mean, you just got rid of Brock Osweiler. What's funny is that then Tom Savage got hurt, so Brock Osweiler had to go back in. Yeah, it was like, what, <laughs> one or two plays? Yeah, it was only one or yeah. two. That was one of the funniest clips of last year. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think Houston's an ideal fit for Romo. I, I think Romo wants to stay in Texas. Mm, and I, I, I think see that. the Bill O'Brien system would fit him well. So, And, and behind that defense, it, it, you kind of treat it like uh, Peyton Manning was with the Denver Broncos. T- Tony Romo goes to the Jets. <laughs> oh, man. That would be hilarious, too. <laughs> Butt fumble 2.0, anybody? Oh, my God. That would be mm. hilarious. But, I mean, have we ever seen a trade like this ever in the NFL? No. No, Where it's it's this is like an NBA type deal. It's it's Where a fantasy draft a trade. Th- that's like uh, the Red Sox deal when they traded away Gonzalez and um, Crawford to the Dodgers. Dumping, except except dumping. the Dodgers, yeah, they dumped their salary, but the Dodgers kept those players. The Browns are not going to keep Brock Osweiler, right? But it, it th- I mean, Carl Crawford like was washed up. He didn't really play for them. Ashish, you could talk about the trade that you said that you know it kind of resembles like the Mike Lowell. Oh, absolutely. I think that's exactly what it is. Is uh, Brock Osweiler is Michael in this situation, and the second round but pick the, but the is Red, Josh Beckett. But the Red Sox kept both those players. That's a good point. But <laughs> no, but I'm just saying from a throw-in standpoint, he's but, basically a throw-in. And well, Bro- yeah, Brock Osweiler. And, and, and look, the Red, Sox, why, the Red Sox weren't even sure that they were going to commit to Michael. That's why I was point. comparing it to the uh, the Dodgers trade because basically the Dodgers wanted Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, second no, that's round true. pick, and Josh Beckett. And Carl Crawford were throw-ins in order to eat the salary so that the Red no, Sox No, no, Nick had... Punto was the throw-in. No, no. Josh Beckett was washed up at that time, and Carl Crawford sucked. How can you call a guy that signed a seven-year, $142 million deal a throw-in? It was a throw-in because of the contract. The yeah, Red Sox didn't want from him. From a Red yeah. Sox standpoint. Yeah. Sure. Not from a Dodger standpoint. Not right. from a Dodger standpoint, but, I mean, we're, we're getting off base here. Well, let's get yeah. back on track. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm on baseball. <laughs> With the Cleveland Browns, um, you know, like I said, they need they need as much talent as they can. So I I don't think it's a bad trade for them, and I think it was smart for them to do that. Oh, they is, haven't done well drafting though. And, no. and, 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 no, they have not. Sure, but the, I mean, like this new regime here in in the Cleveland front office, these are guys that are. If correct me if I'm wrong, they came from the Moneyball system, right? Yes. A lot of these guys, they're. Former baseball, yes, Billy yeah, Bean, yeah. the the GM is so this is so yeah. this is the most unconventional trade we have ever seen. Mm-hmm. I've never in He's my trying life trying to make Moneyball work in NFL. I, and he's failing. You know what? This could work because no, I've never. Okay. I've, they need. They still need a quarterback. <laughs> they have nothing. Well, no, no. This is a five year plan <laughs> for the yeah. Browns. It's not. We're trying to be a playoff a, team next a year. A five year plan to it's, fail. No, no, no. But like the Browns are getting, they're wising up now. They're realizing, listen, we're not going to be competitive next. Got to rebuild. We're not even going to be competitive. <laughs> we're not going to be. We're not going to be competitive in the next decade. It's okay, guys. So no. what we're going to do is we're just going <laughs> to stockpile these picks, and it worked out for both sides. The Texans got rid of that albatross of a contract with Brock Osweiler, and honestly, like they could have just cut him and taken the sixteen million dollars in dead money themselves. But they are a team that's trying to make the playoffs. They can't do that. Cleveland realizes we can afford to take $16 million in dead money, and it won't affect us because either way, we're not qualifying for anything. Yeah, and I'm going to co- coincide with the sheesh. They, they've been at the bottom of the barrel. They need to get back up, and the only way you do it is start rebuilding. 
Uh, quick news before we go to break. Bills just resigned Lorenzo Alexander to a two-year, $9 million contract. Bills making those. I mean, they had, Bill to, they, they, had okay. to, they had to resign him, though. So, All right, wrapping up our number one here on the Sports Blast. We'll continue more thoughts on NFL free agency and trades here on the Sports Blast. ESPN New Hampshire.